we get towards the end of the show. But I'm going to jump in and get into this conversation. Taking flight. Taking flight. Then building legacy and the next generation. So I want to welcome to the conversation Dr. Anthony Johnson, the principal of Snelson Golden Middle School. You're not new to the conversation. But welcome back. Now you're officially Dr. Johnson. Such a blessing to be here uh, with, so, with such wonderful people. And I am excited uh, to jump into the conversation this morning talking about the importance of building legacy. So thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor, a blessing, a privilege for me to be in your presence. Scripture says that you give for me room for you. Yes. I'm going to make and bring you yeah. before great men. And so today, I am in the company of great men and women, and I am elated to be here. Thank awesome. You. That's awesome. And the timing couldn't be better. Wow. That the announcement that you defended. Yes, ma'am. And we'll talk later about okay. that. Yes, that you defended your um, thesis. Yes, and now you're officially armed. Yes. Doctor of Education. Praise so God. congratulations. Thank you so on much. Thank I'm you so very much. proud of you. Thank you so much. We're Thank proud you. of you as Thank a family you. and community. Thank you. And the country. Thank you. <laughs> I am going to welcome Mr. Samuel Middleton yes. Jr. Yes. He is a national mentor, a retired first sergeant of oh, the wow. United States Army. Awesome. Welcome to the conversation. Awesome. 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 Thank you very much, ma'am. Yes. I, I want to, can we hear you? Can we hear him? Is that mic on? Okay, there you go. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much, ma'am. And thank you, thank you guys for inviting me. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here, you know, and talking about the opportunities that black men have and how that legacy is forming, how us as men should take that legacy and push it forward, you know, and commit ourselves to something that's a bigger cause in life, you know. God wants us to be men. God wants us to follow his path. And that's what we're here today to uh, spread that word and make sure that we touch every individual young man that we can today with a positive outlook and a positive message. Yeah, you know, um, I heard what you were saying, Emily, you heard, heard it. I'm not sure if everybody listening heard. Um, I think we're having some technical uh, difficulties and challenges right now, but we're going to work that out. Uh, but welcome to the conversation, Samuel Middleton, Jr. Uh, he is a youth opportunity coach. Works Incorporated. He's also a national mentor. Um, and we'll get into the name of the organization and retired for starting. I don't think they can hear you, but we're going to get you straight here shortly. Uh, so I want to begin talking about taking flight, and I, I definitely want to hear Dr. Johnson's take on what that what comes up in you when we say taking flight. Well, you know, when I think of taking flight, and I love to travel, uh, and, and anybody that knows me knows that I love to stay in the air. Due to COVID, I have not been able to do that as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. But when I hear taking flight, of course, we have to ascend. Uh, ascend. We have to go up. And what I know about flying is that the more luggage you have on you, mm -hmm. is going to be very difficult and challenging, actually, and cumbersome for you to take flight. And so, as we are sharing knowledge and wisdom and experience yeah. with these young men, yes. hopefully we are putting them in a position where they are able to drop some of the baggage mm -hmm. so that they can continue to That's ascend good. and to soar and to reach that peak, to reach that apex, to reach that summit That's to where life is calling them. So it's all about removing luggage so that they can soar. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if it costs you, it 
if you have too much luggage, since you were talking about flying, you know it's expensive if you're weighed down. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. And so, Sam, do we have your mic ready? Is, is, Mike, is Sam coming in? Yes, ma'am. All right, sound good. Sound off, yes. So listen, you were saying um, earlier, I want you to repeat that, because I don't think our real audience heard what you were saying in the intro. Yes, ma'am. Just talking about the youth and the opportunities that they have and letting them know that they are intelligent men and that the opportunities that, that they have, they must commit to those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because for one, you have so many influences in your lives to where they have the positive approach. They want to make sure that everything that this young man or young woman has, guess what, that opportunity presents itself mm -hmm. and it presents itself well. And like Dr. Johnson was saying about the flight and having luggage, you know, the more luggage you have, the more it wears you down. Mm -hmm. So like it even takes sore, He's observing from above. Mm -hmm. He takes his course on the tree. He looks upon his horizon. Mm -hmm. And that's what black men should be able to do. And it's us as mentors and as adults. That's the approach that we should take in order to influence these young men to be somebody mm -hmm. and uh, carry themselves the way they should. Absolutely. I want to go back, um, Sam. You and I have been talking because <coughs> you all are working out of the reentry center temporarily. And we were talking about mentorship, the power of it and men getting involved in the lives of younger males to help them to help them identify their gifts and talents and to nurture nurture what's on the inside of them and also to be su support for them. And you were sharing your journey. And, and, and if you're willing to share it with everybody, it would be very powerful for the conversation. Absolutely. So my journey started back, um, I would say at the age of four years old, I was adopted by Francina Sammy Middleton. Mm. And through that adoption, um, Francina, she passed away when I was four years old, so I really didn't get a chance to know her. Mm -hmm. So throughout my lifetime, I was raised by Sammy, who's my father. And being raised by a man, there's certain things that I had to abide by. Mm -hmm. Not only just abide by them, but follow his instructions. And throughout my lifetime, whenever, whenever I encountered a young man, that resonates in my mind. The way my father um, took time to develop me as a man, mm -hmm. he gave me the tools to be successful, and it was up to me to take those tools and not only use them for myself, yes. but use them amongst younger black men. Mm -hmm. So I like having conversations with young men just to have a conversation, just to let them know, hey, there's someone else other than mom and dad or your aunt or uncle that's there to help you out. Mm -hmm. And those conversations, sometimes they go in a good direction, sometimes they don't. But I accept the bad conversations because for one, there's a reason why I'm talking to you. And I'm talking to you just to get that common, that common bond and the common understanding of manhood. Mm -hmm. So if that takes 15 to 20 minutes, it's not a problem for me. Mm -hmm. Because my time is dead that person's time because I just made a commitment to you just by saying, hey, sir, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And once I made that commitment, now it's time to go ahead and start talking about things in life, or it's a conversation that I'm trying to get to know you as well as you get to know me. Mm -hmm. And you know, Dr. Johnson, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, of men getting involved in the lives of young boys from the very beginning. I was listening to a TED Talk um, called The Power of Mentoring. Mm -hmm. And this is a journey of a lot of us where the young lady was saying when she graduated from high school, went to college, she didn't really know what she wanted to be. She thought she did, but she failed the first semester. 
failed the second semester, and she brought in how different people came into her life, adults came into her life, intentionally as mentors and unintentionally as mentors, and they began to nurture her. So she was identifying how sometimes we're unintentional yeah. because we're just interacting with people Absolutely. and we're, we're, we're blessing them, we're nurturing yeah. them, yeah. We're, we're being positive yeah. and encouraging them. That may be an unintentional right. Um, right. mentor, just walking around living your life, right? And then intentionally saying, I see something in I you. Something. I want you to speak to that. My mind goes back uh, immediately uh, when you brought that up. Uh, when I was in my last year of college, mm -hmm. so that's safe. And I did not really know, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. Um, but I was in the cusp of uh, getting done with college. And I ran into my eighth grade teacher. Y'all know I talk a lot about Ms. Frazier, mm -hmm. Deborah Frazier. And at that time, she had become a principal, the principal of Midway Middle School. And I ran into her one Saturday. And she said, what are you doing with your life? And I said, I don't know, you know, I'm getting ready to graduate. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I just didn't know. And she told me, she said, come and see me Tuesday. And I just was talking to her last night. We were, we were going over this story. Yes. I walked into her office on Tuesday, not knowing what I really wanted to do. And I left with my first job. Mm -hmm. And when I left out of her office, I've been teaching ever since. Mm -hmm. Mentorship is wisdom without the pain. A lot of times we like to share our experiences and our stories with young men and women alike mm -hmm. so that they don't have to go through the same things that we went through. I often recall what you used to tell us growing up. Mm -hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to my stories so that you will not look back on your life right. and see a lot of trash. That's right. That is it. You remember that? I remember that. So that you will see a lot of trash. Yeah. We don't want to live trashy lives. And look back with yeah. regret and see garbage behind us. We want to see fruitfulness behind us. Fruitfulness behind us. So it's a blessing in being in the right place at yeah. the right time to be able and be open to receive yes. mentorship and wisdom from those that we call mentors. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Sam, you uh, had a military career, yes, you hired as a uh, personal agent. When did you really identify this as a real calling in your life, I would venture to say, a calling in your life to really reach back and nurture, uplift young men? We're talking about young males in particular today, but we also know that our young ladies need coaching and mentoring as well. But today, we're talking about our boys, our young boys. When did you, when did you identify that? So, earlier in life, I was always an outspoken person, and I was always that person that, that always wanted to see someone else happen besides myself. Mm -hmm. And throughout my lifetime playing sports, I was always a captain of the team or in some type of leadership form. Mm -hmm. So as I joined the military, I had goals and aspirations of doing great things, but it was only focused on myself. It wasn't focused on others. Mm -hmm. But as I started receiving soldiers and getting soldiers, I realized my purpose is to develop and mentor them. Mm -hmm. So push along 15 years, I became a recruiter. And now you're dealing with people you don't know. Yes. People that you encounter every day, but based on your actions and your knowledge that you have about the things that you're doing, you have to pass that along to them. So what I saw in that in return was from Southern Labor. Mm -hmm. You know, so 
you're talking to a young man or a young woman, and you're talking about experiences within the military, you tell them your story, it's inspiring to them because we all have a story to tell. We all didn't come from, you know, a home where everything was great, everything was outstanding. So throughout our lifetime, we learned how to interact with these kids. So with me, dealing with a young man, when I decided to retire, I told my wife, I said, this is a chance for me to give back. This is a chance for me to have an impact on something that I know that can have a long lasting impact on a young man or a young woman. Yes. And when the opportunity came up for this job as an opportunity coach, the title itself was just yeah. eye catching. Yeah. And I thought about it and I read the description of the job and I told my wife, I said, this is it. Yeah. I think this is what God has me here. This is my purpose now because if I can reach one youth, one. that one person can reach enough can reach another. Mm -hmm. So now that wealth of knowledge and understanding is spreads is spreads around us. Absolutely. You know, I'm so glad that you said that I, I thought about Larry. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm nice so Larry. I'm so <laughs> proud of that boy. Uh, that young man yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as he was growing up, you know, and just watching his journey and watch how he was mm -hmm. so attentive and open to us and you know I'm a little older. Mm -hmm. But just he soaked it all up. And you said it, that we can reach one, train, and equip that person, and they, in turn, and that's what Larry's doing, like he is Mr. Hinesville. It's exponential, like we were talking about last week. If you touch one, it's exponential. The impact of yes. Christ will happen. Yeah, Just one. Just one. Just all touching one. Too much. That's right. That's um, right. And so I, wanted, I was thinking, uh, Dr. Johnson, about the conversation we had at the school a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, where you welcomed us, my love, and us, and your parents. We all were just impromptu lunch together. You brought me some Popeyes. You brought me some Popeyes. We had a really powerful conversation with you that afternoon where, where, where we met some of your um, young uh, scholars, young men scholars, some young ladies scholars, and it was a really powerful, impacting conversation we had that afternoon. You and I began to have some after dialogue yeah. about how more men can get involved um, and be more vocal intentionally and unintentionally as mentors and how can we contribute to that? Let your voice be heard. Share your story. Share the things that you have gone through and you know, it's impactful when a woman does it, but when a man can share with another man yeah. his struggles and the challenges and barriers that perhaps he has we have to face, it hits different, it hits close to home. Right. I'm sure that you can deal with that. Absolutely. Just trying to build young men. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just to add on what you're saying, Dr. Johnson, you know, my wife and I have some of the best conversations when it comes to visual especially young men and young women. You know, my wife, she's an advocate of developing young women to be women. Right. And I'm in the process of developing young men to be men. Right. Those two words are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's a definition behind those words. Mm -hmm. You know, and just looking at the opportunity that they have, sometimes young men, they struggle. Absolutely. They struggle, and Absolutely. like you were saying, the barriers that men to men have talking about developing youth, it's there. Mm -hmm. So once we get out of our comfort zone and we want to speak about the challenges that the young men have, we can make a better impact, you know, be better influencers on those young men because one day they're going to be wedded to somebody's daughter. They're going to have kids. We want to make sure that they have everything 
to make them successful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I know we're talking about primarily African American um, boys, but we're talking about all boys mm-hmm. and all years. We recognize some issues in our, our community, so I think that's why a lot of times we're talking a lot about it, maybe than the general population. But Dr. Johnson, you would lead a school, Nelson Golden Middle School, where you recognize the needs of the children and the students about around you, and you were into developing some systems and, and programs? So 62% of uh, the school the population is African-American, mm-hmm. 62%. And a large portion of that is young boys. Mm-hmm. And so my school uh, is 60-40, we are over 60% male to female. We have a lot of boys and women. And I call them kings every morning. Kings. I call them kings and queens. Y'all yes. are my kings and queens. Yes. But sometimes, like you said, they have to recognize that because they have not heard that. Mm-hmm. Who was speaking, pouring into and planting those seeds? Mm-hmm. To, because as quiet as it's kept, when they come to school, they hear from us. But they don't hear from anyone else when they leave school. Mm-hmm. And so we must be very intentional and purposeful yes. about ensuring that they hear us refer to them as kings and queens and just pouring those seeds into them. So the population is very unique. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm called there for a reason, but we try to do so many things with them. Uh, right now, I'm blessed to be a part of a wonderful fraternity, the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Inn Incorporated. And in that, uh, we have a program uh, entitled Go to High School, Go to College. And so we uh, have adopted seven eighth grade boys, Mm -hmm. and we're going to see them through high school, help them go to college, Mm -hmm. and see them through college, not just with the wisdom and the guidance, but with some money as well. Mm -hmm. And so we are taking them on this journey with us. We also have another program called Bowls and Ties, in which we bring in speakers uh, to really minister, I call it, to our sixth, seventh, and eighth grade boys, teaching them the fundamentals of the network. We'll have a tie, a tie, mm-hmm. but after that, come on, let's have some locker room talk. Right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Some things we can talk about in the locker room mm-hmm. or in the barbershop, but sometimes the ladies can hear, right. but men need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Trying to prepare them now so that society does not get a chance to define them, but we do. The language wherein, um, and I thought about this this morning, our heritage, and it's it's Black History Month. Absolutely. Every month is Black History Month, but we highlight things in this month, and each one of us are in that lineage. And so I was thinking this morning about how in our tradition, our heritage um, from the motherland, and how it is the tradition and the culture for the man to teach the sons uh, familial and tribal, for them to teach the sons to model, to have those heart-to-heart talks with them. Not, you should do this, don't do this, don't, but talking, having conversations, heart-to-heart conversations with them. And I think it's powerful that we, many of us continue that in our community in the United States. We're continuing that tradition and the power of a man nurturing a man. And men nurturing girls too. And women teaching their daughters. And women teaching sons where everybody's involved 
it takes, we, we talk about it, it takes a village. Because we all have to stand in and engage in that village, yes. right? Yes. I know we got to take a break. We've got to take a station break right here. But we're going to continue the conversation. You're tuned in to Conversations with Daisy Jones. Stick around. We're talking about taking flight, a conversation about men building legacy at the next generation. Stick, stick around. We'll be right back. All right, so Facebook, we're taking a station break. We're taking a station break on 94.9 and 106.3. But if you're tuned in with us, I want you to go ahead and like, comment, and share. And if you have a question for Samuel Milton, for Dr. Johnson, put it in the comments. We're going to catch it and we're going to respond to it. I want to thank our two sponsors, Jimmy Brick, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Boosie Barnes, Statesboro, Georgia, thank you for your sponsorship. And to Lyra's Legacy Services, Daisy Jones, yeah, <laughs> making what you do better. All right, so we've got like 10 seconds. Yes, 15. All right, so thank you. So like, comment, share, and tell us where you're watching from, listening from, and we're getting ready to come back. We're gonna jump back in. Jump like this, man. Ooh, cool. <clears throat> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the conversation. Thanks for sticking around. I wanna thank our sponsors, Chilaris Legacy Services, Making What You Do Better, that's me, Daisy Jones, and Jenny Britt, Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Lucy Barnes, Idaho State, Spur, Georgia. So thank you so much. Let's jump right back in, Dr. Johnson and Mr. Samuel Middleton. And um, the school, we were talking about Snelson Golden, the programs that you have, I want you to talk about the REACH. Talk, talk about REACH, too. What is the REACH program at Snell's? Oh, wow. So the REACH uh, program is a program that uh, was started by our school system in which uh, an eighth grade student is actually chosen or uh, they have to be recommended mm -hmm. by the teachers and their counselors, somebody that we see potential in a future in. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they come from a single parent home. Keyword potential. Yes, yes, and we have to see that in them. And so they go through a very extensive screening process. They are interviewed by a panel about things that they want to do later in life. Mm -hmm. And consequently, they are chosen. And so this year, as fate would have it, as life would have it, our root scholar for Snelson Golden is the amazing, the incomparable Aaliyah Jones. Oh, so, oh, I, I, I didn't know that. Family. I, I mean, wow. It just happens to yes. be Yes. Okay. I and so. I thought you had multiple stuff. No, she is oh. our one chosen for okay. Snelson Golden. So there are okay. a total of four chosen just for throughout the school system, system, just for it. Okay. And so the great thing about the program is uh, we are the school system, assist them once they get to college with funds and with the resources that they need in order to be mm -hmm. a successful college student. So we are very proud of Aaliyah, yeah. step team yeah. captain, and I can go on and on about her. She has really been a beacon of light, not just for the students, but in so many ways myself and she has done just an amazing job she has represented our school 
to the utmost. So I don't know if she's listening, but I'm proud of it, girl. I'm proud of it. <laughs> and before we jump over to you, Sam, Anthony, um, Aaliyah was sharing about a, a group at your school. They mentor each other? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that is actually, you got me thinking this morning, okay? That is uh, a group that, yes, that is uh, led by one of our counselors and it's uh, peer mentors. And so the students are trained in how to handle conflict resolution and just how to learn to mediate things and challenges between students. So they go through a very extensive training process. And then once they go through that, they help us discipline they will help us with talking with students and just helping the students to come to some type of resolution and she is one of our student leaders here I, love I love it because we're talking about building legacy and as we're building legacy and building up the next generations we're also developing leaders Absolutely. yeah we're developing leaders in that same sense and so Sam you were you, you are part of the Travis Mannion Foundation as a mentor about the Travis Manion Foundation. Yes, ma'am. So with the Travis Manion Foundation, it's a nationwide foundation, and the motto is, if not me, then who? Mm -hmm. Those were the last words spoken by Travis Manion, which was a, he was the first lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And just before he went to Iraq, I mean, it was a situation where the individual that was supposed to go before him wasn't, was unable to go, and him and his dad was at a football game, and he told his dad, he said, hey dad, you know, it's time for me to go back to Iraq. And his father was like, well, why are you going? And he said, if not me, then who? Mm -hmm. So with the Travis Manion Foundation, the goal is to reach youth um, within high school, middle school, um, incarcerated, and talk about character strength. So the program is devised around 24 character strength that we speak about mm -hmm. in a setting to where we want to get those kids, catch them early, so they can understand that character does matter. And with that character, with the presentation that we give, like we're talking to them about, you know, practices, how to carry themselves, mm -hmm. do day-to-day -day life, and also to get that bond to know them. And to me, when I first came um, upon this foundation, it was through a friend of mine. Um, I was giving a mentorship uh, presentation, and he told me, he said, hey, you know, you would be a perfect candidate for the uh, Shaw Foundation. So I filled everything out, and came back and I was approved and I was accepted to the foundation. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, it's like, this is something that's bigger than me. And I said this numerous times, it's a greater cause because now I'm able to reach out kids with more information for myself to pass along. And um, I'm just happy to be here. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be a man of character and a man of God. I can reach out to young men and show them and tell them my story, you know, and have an opportunity to, to spend with Mr. Johnson and, of course, you, Ms. Daisy, because this is what needs to happen. Um, this congregation and how we spread the word amongst mentorship and leadership and guidance is what we're here to do. I love the combination between you as a mentor coach with the Travis Union Foundation and also the, the it's, it's coupled with your work with yes, Lost man. Works, you know, it all is a great component together, yes, you know, and I think that's powerful because it enables you to reach more young people. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma and so tell us about the youth opportunity coach and how young people, tell us about that because I think it entails education, yes, training, and job So as a youth opportunity coach, my biggest job is to reach uh, youth from the age of 16, 24, both males
in school and out of school youth and providing the work experience. Mm -hmm. And through that work experience program, it's up to me to take them through several different classes, like um, the Career Advantage Program. It's a program that we have, and we teach those kids mm -hmm. uh, mentorship. We teach them interviewing skills. We teach them dress to success. And with that being said, it's that one-on-one -on -one interaction and that group interaction that we have every single day with those kids. Mm -hmm. And through, as me as an opportunity coach, what we want to do is allow a kid to get that work experience so when they do get that job that they're looking for, that foundation has been set. You know, that structure has been developed. They understand this is what I'm supposed to do when I talk to my boss. Or if I do have a conflict with another employee, you know, I can handle that amongst myself before I take it to the next level. Right? And for me, the biggest thing is just making sure that they get 100% of myself. I'm not going to give them 50. I'm going to give them 100%. So if I'm having a bad day, you best believe they're going to have a great day. Because the goal at the end of the day is to make sure that they succeed. Mm -hmm. I want to ask both of you, in your lines of work, in your path every day, you're seeing our youth and some needs, some trends that you may recognize. For example, we hear a lot about our young boys and girls being angry carrying around a lot of anger. How can we, as community, parents, grandparents, friends, teachers, um, cousins, whoever in their lives, how can we impact that and influence it to go in a different direction? My biggest thing, uh, the first word that comes to my mind, first one is just to love them. Mm -hmm. Love the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. So many of our young people are facing things now that we never had to face, we never had to encounter. Uh, that, of course, mixed with COVID to where many of our young people are confined to a house all day for weeks at a time. Uh, they're just exposed to so much more than we were not. So my biggest thing that I believe is just to love them. Sometimes that takes time because there must be a level of trust that's built in our people. You, they don't trust you, they're not going to love you, they're not going to open up. But they must know first that you care. And just love them, love on them. Because they need to know that you see something in them that perhaps they cannot see in themselves. Just to catch up with Dr. Johnson was saying, loving them allows us to make a commitment. Once you make that commitment, you have to follow through with that commitment. Because once you promise a kid something, you promise them an opportunity, yeah. you have to follow through. You have to. Because if you don't follow through, we just put them back That's where they right. came from. That's right. So how do we build that foundation and that legacy? Mm -hmm. You know, being a person of character and talking to them and empowering them to understand that you are somebody. Mm -hmm. You are someone and one day you will be having the same conversation with an individual and you remember. That's right. Mrs. Jones, mm -hmm. Dr. Johnson, Mr. Milton, mm -hmm. they spoke to me about this. 15 years ago. Because you remember. Yes, ma'am. You remember. Yes, ma'am. People, when you were a little kid, the people who looked you in your eye yes, and talked to you, who just shared with you, just acknowledged you. I, I remember right. the people in my life. That's why it's, I'm so, um, it's just on my heart so that, so heavy that we have to try to bridge these gaps because sometimes older people, 50, 
older sister mm -hmm. older feel like they're too far gone and too far away from you to bridge that gap to even impact but i don't think that's true i don't believe that that's true because i don't think there's ever a bridge that you said love cannot bring back caring cannot bring back because we have it in us to give i think we just have to take that time and a decision to say i have to do something i can do my part and be committed to us right mm -hmm. you must be David said, is there not a call? Is there not a call? Then there is a there cause. Is a call. There is a cause. And so as the principal, I, I'm sure Dr. Johnson and, and even you, Mr. Middleton, have talked to parents and tried to help encourage them not to give up on their child, to try to develop an ear, to be able to communicate with them. What do you say? What do you say to them? The biggest thing is, uh, for me, it's always letting them know that this child is here for a reason. The purpose is bigger than the commitments you have. Mm -hmm. You have to take time away from yourself, even if it's just 15 minutes, or walking through the door from work to say, hey, how was your day? If that child's having a bad day at school, you don't know just by saying, how was your day at school? could change the way he or she is thinking. Make, now you let them know that someone really cares about them. And especially for mom and dad, you have to engage with them. Every single day. I will say it's like we have two grandkids that's living with us. Mm -hmm. My wife and my daughter are two advocates of raising the boys to be men. Me as a father and grandfather, I support the decision. Mm -hmm. Because for one, it's coming from two powerful women. For me as a man, I'm supporting them. They have a foundation. Mm -hmm. So I tell them, you have that foundation. So when you see your friends having troubles in school, mm -hmm. Encourage them. Let them know that there's someone there mm -hmm. to assist you always. Mm -hmm. And always keep an open mind about every situation. Something about seed, uh, if you don't nurture that seed mm -hmm. and water that mm -hmm. seed and take time with that seed, the seed will never grow. Mm -hmm. And so when I speak with parents on a daily basis, I have to remind them. That's your seat. That's your seat. That's your assignment. And if you don't water, if you don't take time to invest into that seed so that that can grow up to be a great apple tree or plum tree, then it will never grow over tree. It will never develop. Don't give up on your assignment. Don't give up on your seed. Some plant, some water, but we know the God is going to be at the increase. Mm -hmm. But it's your assignment. Keep watering. Keep watering. Do your part. Do your part. So that it entails the mentorship, the conversations, mm -hmm. the dinner talks. All of that mm -hmm. is very impactful when it comes to watering. That's mm -hmm. the, and, and parents have support. They Absolutely. can get some support. Yes. And I, I yes. think that um, reaching out to get support to happen to the I can only imagine you're working, uh, parents are working, juggling work responsibility, juggling um, financial responsibilities, dreams, and their own stress levels, and then they must pour into their children and sacrifice, you know, to help their children to grow. And it's doable. Uh, we're here. I'm standing right here. 
Um, my mom did it, and moms and dads have done it, and surrogate parents have done it, grandparents are doing it, great-grandparents are doing it. So you have support. You have support. Don't give up. You have support. And what about men who are feeling left out in this culture, feeling like there's nothing good that... I didn't plan to go in this direction, but I think we should in the last few minutes we have. Because there are some men who listen and they feel like, you know, my dad didn't do it, my mom didn't do it, I had no one, and here I am in this point in my life where I feel like I missed it. What, what do you say to them? Perfect topic. And so I'll use myself. Okay. My father was old. He's 85 years old. Mm-hmm. So as a 17-year-old, he was in his 50s. So a lot of things that I saw my friend's fathers do, take fishing, take hunting, my dad wasn't able to do what he put forth in that. So every young man who think, or man, think that I'm left out, there's someone out there that you can engage yourself with. Mm-hmm. It won't be as impactful as your biological father, but there's someone that's there that can talk to you about what men should look like, how we should be, how we should talk, you know, how we have on a day-to-day conversation and interact with other men. And it's a tough subject, but it's a one that's worth talking about because men, black men in general, we are that way. And we do have to face those uphill challenges to find someone that can kind of nurture us, that can care for us, that can give those talks of wisdom every single day. It's very important for them to know that there's still time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still time. All is not lost. There's still time. Unfortunately, we can always we cannot always determine how our story goes. Mm-hmm. We cannot go back and change what has happened, but we can change what's going to happen. And so there, there's still time. There's still time for you, mm-hmm. whoever you may be. Mm-hmm. There is still time for you to do what needs to be done in order to get the job done. There's still time. There's still time. We're breathing. Yeah. So that means right. we have purpose. Absolutely. The Lord has allowed us to be alive today yes. because we have purpose. Yes. So we have to focus on what's my part. What's my part? You know, what's my part? What do I need to do to build myself up to do my part? And I, I, I'm completely convinced that one of the main things to do to build myself up for my part is to build myself up in my faith on my part because that's what's going to give me some strength, endurance, and perseverance, and that's what's going to give me the ability to walk against the wind. You ever felt like you're watching, walking against the wind, right? Yes. You, you're walking and running yes. against the wind. That's what's going to give us that strength and power to walk against the wind, to go up the hill when we need to. Um, and even if we're going down the hill, that we don't fall down the hill, we can keep standing up. You remember that in the military? You know, you're running up the hill, and if you, it, it, yes, and if you're running down the hill, you have to be careful not to fall because of the incline that you can make it to the destination, right? So, you know, taking flight, I know we're almost out of time. So listen, before we close this conversation, I do need to give away this taking flight spa package All right. from the Baker Girls Retreat 
and wellness center. So you will call the number. What's the number? 912-320-4686. We're looking for the third caller. 912-320-4686. This is the Taking Flight Package and sponsored by Latanya Baker, um, Turner and her sisters, the Baker Girls, Beauty Relaxation and Recovery This is Taking Flight. It's so perfect because uh, this is a gift of love from them. And so you want to be the third caller. Third we have that package right here for you. I think we have one caller already, but we, okay, we have two callers already, but we're looking for the third one. Let's try again. And also, yeah, caller number three. Okay, caller number one. Caller number three. Who is caller number three? Okay, thank you so much for listening to Gospel 9, 4, 9, 1, 6, Thank you for listening to 94.9106.3, The Sparrow, and Conversations with Daisy Jones. Who's the winner of this spot package? You can write it down there and I'll announce it. And then the uh, winner of the other $100 drawing cash, the winner is Amber Siebert. Mm. And so we'll make contact with Hello. Amber and... Uh, Make sure we get the money in her hand. Also, Charlotte. Right. Again, your caller number two. Okay, so listen, we're running out of time. We'll get that into Charlie. So I want to leave the, give you an opportunity to give the last word, taking flight, men, building a legacy in the next generation. So Dr. Johnson, you take the lead, and then I'll end this I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be here. Uh, this is what we do. Okay, you are calling for three. What is your name? This at this particular stage of my life, just trying to build strong men um, so that they can continue to be strong men as they get older. It does not happen overnight. It takes time, dedication, and commitment. But it's a job that can be done. So thank you for all that you do. So I've learned a lot with today as well. So thank you for all So lastly, men, we have a purpose. And our purpose is to provide, protect, and also yes. be men Today is an opportunity that we all must face. Today is a great opportunity for us, myself and yes, Mr. Johnson, black men, to share our wisdom and our knowledge across Pinesville and to have you guys understand yes. that your Spell purpose your is there. Own your journey. Spell your Let's get after it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know what, Dr. Johnson, you said you started off talking about baggage. Yes. When you're overweight. Overweight. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Taking flights, right? But when you're overweight, you have to pay extra. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Bring your bags if you're going to take mm-hmm. them. Now, I've seen people at the airport put all their clothes on, lots of clothes on, mm-hmm. and then when they get to their next destination, um, they, they take them off. So yeah. they go on the suitcase, yeah. put the clothes on, you know, get on the flight, and then, you know, destination, take them off, right? Um, so it's so many ways that we're taking flight in this lifetime. But the encouragement is that you do it. Not just jump, but prepare. Prepare for the flight. And connect. And so, and move forward from yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How can people reach out to you, Mr. Middleton? Yes, ma'am. So my number is 912-665-4704. I'm not on any social media platform, but if I guarantee you can call that number, I will respond. 
All right, you can hit me up uh, on Facebook, Anthony Johnson, uh, and you'll see my picture there. I'm also on Instagram, Mr. AKJ on Instagram, as well as Twitter, AKJohnson83. And of course, I can be found every day at Snuffs and Gold in Middle School between the hours of 7 a.m. and whatever time I'm done, daily. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Okay. The future starts here. Yes, the future starts here. Thank you so much for being on the conversation today. It's been powerful. We do have a winner, Miss Denise, for the spy package. Miss Denise, just reach out to me. You know how to reach me on Facebook, social media, also conversationswithdaisyjones.com. Reach out to me at the radio station. We'll get the spy package into your hand. And as always, remember in these days of ever-evolving technology, we're tweeting, we're on IG, we're TikToking, we're on Snapchat, we're doing everything, YouTube, um, playing video games. Remember that a conversation, conversation is still the most powerful communication on the planet. Make it a great day. Remember that the Lord God loves you. He has a plan for you. Take flight. We're talking. Right here next time on Conversations with Daisy Jones. God bless you. Okay, I heard that we let the dogs out. Come on back on the radio right after that. Hey, Facebook, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you every day. Every time we come on, we appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to like. Our Facebook page, Conversations with Daisy Jones. We appreciate you. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Middleton. And Mr. Middleton, for the youth ages, what were the ages again? 16 to 24. 16, 16 to 24. How can they get involved in this program, Ross Works at the WorkSource Center? How can they get involved and learn more about it? Yes, ma'am. So my email address will be Samuel or S. Middleton at RossWorks.com. And my cell phone number is 912-665-4704. You can reach me either via email or phone call, and I will provide information for you guys. All right. Make it a great day. We'll talk next time. Have a great day.